And so verse eight of John says he himself was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. So we understand by this verse that John himself was not the light. He was not the light, but he came to testify of the light. And we know that the testifying of the light is testifying of Jesus Christ. So we go into verse nine and it says the true light, which is Jesus Christ, who gives light to every man. He is the illuminator. He is the truth. The scripture says in John 14, six, that he's the way, he's the truth and the life. And no man goes to the father, but by him. And so he being the true light who gives light to every man. Let me break that down to he gives true light to every man, not false light, but true light to every man. He was the one that John was testifying that was going to come into the world. Amen. Why is it that? The world did not recognize him. Why did the world not know him? Him being the light, being the truth. What I see is this, is that he was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. It's as if you associate yourself with the same thing over and over again, right? You you encompass yourself with the same dynamics, the same culture, the same experience, everything stays the same. Mm -hmm. And even if a person comes in there and the only distinguishing difference of that person would be what they believe, how, how they act. And I think that they did not recognize the truth, the light, because they were unfamiliar with the truth mm -hmm. in the life. So if you believe something and then truth comes, it becomes unrecognizable to you because you don't understand what that's all about. You know, right. what about you? Right. You didn't have that all throughout your life, all through, throughout your life. It was one way. And now you have someone else coming and saying it's this way. So I guess you would kind of question, you know, what is this? And especially if you like what, what it is that you're doing. If somebody is coming in and they're challenging your way of living and you're like, wait a minute, that means I would have to give up this thing. And so to justify keeping this thing, I'm going to say to you that that's not truth and I'm not going to re I'm not going to receive that, which is what the next verse talks about. Can you imagine you creating the work of Mark? And that work of art not recognize you. Think about it. We have two daughters, right? Mm -hmm. And you gave birth to both of them. I was there at least once. And, um, but I participated in too. But if you look at that and your daughters grow up and they don't recognize you as being the person that, that created them, that gave them life. That would be so, so hurtful, mm -hmm. you know, that, that they don't receive that they, they wouldn't receive me as their mother. They would reject me as their mother. That would be 
um, devastating. And you, if you if you really look at it too, you look at the situation where kids are born into this this earth, right? And something happens where they're disconnected from their natural mother and father. So their natural mother and father are in the world, but they don't know who they are from that perspective. They are in the world, but they don't know them. They were in the world. They're the ones that created them. But this child does not know who they are. They can't. He he could pass or she could pass right past this child on a street and not recognize them. Unless God's ordained, say, hey, listen, this is your mom or dad or something. That would um, I guess that would hold true for someone who may be adopted or someone who's orphaned mm-hmm. or or think that they are orf- orphaned right. um, or someone who may have been switched at birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he came, uh, verse 11, he came unto his own and his own received him not. And that's just like what we're talking about. If um, if I had just, just for um, illus- illustrative purposes, if I had a child who I had given up for adoption. And now I want to, I want back in that child's life and they agree to meet and we, we have our meeting, but then they reject me as like, no, I don't, I don't know you. I don't know you. And I don't want to know you that that's kind of how I see that scripture. Yeah, and also on this note, um, I was re- I was looking at the verse, and you were talking and everything like that, and it's just this thought was dropped in my heart. Came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And it's amazing because the Jewish people, the Hebrews, had a um, repetitive zeal for reading the scriptures and knowing their heritage and knowing the things that they should do according to the law and the the strategies that was laid out by God for them, right? So you have these priests, you have these Pharisees, you have these Sadducees, these religious people that are ritualistic or habitually pursuing their office they were given, right? So it's amazing that he came to his own and they received him not. And so it makes you wonder we can study the scriptures, we can study the verses, and and if we're not in tune with the Spirit of God, we can totally miss the move of God. Totally miss it. Yeah. And we we will think that that something is not right because it doesn't fit the normal process in which we 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 were told that it should be. I mean, look at John. John the Baptist was the son of a priest. Normally, because of priesthood. Your sons will be priests and they will do the same things you're doing, have the same office. God did a new thing with John the Baptist and he was letting us know that, hey, I got some uncommon fruit that you never tasted before, but this is what it looks like. This is what it tastes like. John came. He wasn't wearing these fancy robes or garments. He's in the wilderness. What was his uh, his, his clothing? Clothing was what? Um, I'm sorry, camel, like camel hair. And his food was locusts and honey. And so you see, God was doing a different thing with John. He was a priest, still a priest, because what the priest's role was to lift up incense before the Lord. And the incense was something that that was a sweet smell to God. And that's what John did. He was an incense. Uh, He lifted up before God, the Lord, by being one that went to the Lord as far as being a representative or precursor to God moving among the people again. So 
when I look at that scripture, I look at the fact that they have been studying the scriptures in and out, and yet they missed the coming of the Lord. They missed the one they were searching for. They missed the one that they've been studying about. They missed him. Mm -hmm. They received him not. They rejected him, his own. And we are in the same boat, whether you're saved or not saved, we can miss what God is doing because we're looking at it from a selfish or looking at it from a, a, a mindset of this is how it is traditionally. This is how it should be. But we need to listen to the spirit of God because God is has a, the ability and he has the tendency to do something differently than what we think. Right. right. We're, we're looking at things. If we're looking at things from a natural perspective, um, from our in intellect or into intellectual perspective, then yes, we will miss it because the Holy Spirit deals with us from a spiritual perspective. But in uh, verse 12, it says, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He, uh, what's interesting in this verse is that it's like you have to have power in order to become the son of God. You have to have the power to believe in the son of God. And that can only be given to us by the Lord. We don't have that power in ourselves. That has to be given to us. But as many as received him, if we we take and we're like, yes, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are the one that John the Baptist preached about. I, re I receive that. Then he gives us the power to become his sons. Amen. It's just, this version says he gave the right to become children of God. Sometimes because we are in church, we're in a choir or our dad's a pastor or whatever it may be, we think we are, we have the right to say I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has the right to say they're a Christian. Uh, there's a cri criteria that he mentions above. It says to all who did receive him. Mm -hmm. So there's a receiving involved to those who believe in his name. So there's a believing involved. There's a believing and there's a receiving. And when that happens, you receive the right to become the children of God. In verse 13, it says children born, not of blood, nor of the desire or will of man, but born of God. I mean, talk about that. That's that's a powerful verse right there. Well, again, we go back to this is, is it's not um, you're not being born of a natural relationship between a man and a woman. That's that's not how we were born initially. Amen. It's Amen. not that it's talking about being born of God's desire, his will for us. That's how we are born um, as sons or as children of God, because God desires us. And so therefore he's birthing us. That's good. Um, and, and what we also can see, and this is just being so woven into uh, an understanding of this, this God that we serve that knows all things omniscience is the fact that 
the, the last episode, we talked about it a little bit here with John and, and the prophecy of John and then coming becoming manifested, the prophecy of Jesus becoming manifested, but also listening to what John is writing here. It says, children born not of blood. So it allows you to know that it's not talking about male and female coming together and boom, there you are. Nor of the desires or will of man. It has no attachment to man whatsoever. And that's God. He, he says, it's going to be a God thing. He says, but born of God. And when were we born of God? That's what we need to decide where we were born or when we were born of God. And from here, it shows there's a separation between being born of men and being born of God. And in that is the power to be overcomers in this world so that we might serve God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength for his purpose and his purpose only. Amen. Um, it kind of, it kind of goes back to, um, what you talked about a few minutes ago about we're not Christians because our, our dads or our pastors or our grandmother or whatever, you know, and I think sometimes, um, there's a, this tendency that, that uh, Christianity is passed down from us ourselves. And it's not because it's not born of the will of the flesh, but it's born of God's will. So God's, God desires for us to be born again. And the only way that we can be born again is how he says we are to be born again. Not, oh, yeah, I sing in, in the church choir because my grandmother wants me to. Or, um, yeah, I give to the poor because, you know, that's what we do as a family. That does not make you a child of God because you do those things. What makes you a child of God is being born of the will of God. And you're, you're entering his kingdom based on his criteria, not on anybody else's. Amen. Father, we just come before you and we thank you for the richness of your word. Father, we are yours, and if we're not yours, we can become yours. Father, it's, it's so important. We feel like sometimes when we're doing these podcasts that we, we, we're in two different worlds. We want to reach two different kinds of people. One is those that know you. We want to stir them up, encourage them to constantly pursue your heart. And then it's those, those that don't know you and are w walking around aimlessly lost, sick. They're being drawn to you, and some are ready for you. We speak to all the hearts out there that they will open themselves to all that you want to do in and through them for your glory and for your purpose. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you and exalt you for this opportunity to speak your word into the hearts of many, that they might come to know you personally and intimately, that you are God and you are no joke. You are the real deal. In the name of Jesus Christ, we lay this out to you that you might bring forth the increase. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's I-W-F-I-M-H at gmail.com.